Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings, or a demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion, you are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, <clears throat> well, not a cult, but family, <laughs> hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? cryptics this is your host justin hope you guys are having a wonderful day um because i'm about to drop some creepiness on you today we're going to be discussing the scariest thing i think is in our society and that is the um uncanny valley does anybody know what the uncanny valley is The Uncanny Valley is a term used to describe the relationship between the human-like appearance of a robotic object and the emotional response it evokes. In this phenomenon, people feel a sense of unease or even revulsion in response to humanoid robots that are highly realistic. Now, we see this a lot in current day, especially with film. Now, CGI, for example, is a form of un, uh, Uncanny Valley. So, the origins of the Uncanny Valley. <clears throat> In this article, 
which is on Very Well Mind. I'll have it in the description. The term was first coined and described by the Japanese roboticist Mashiro Mori in an article published in 1970. In his work, Mori noted that people found his robots more appealing if they looked more human. While people found his robots more appealing, the more human they appeared, this only worked up to a certain point. When robots appear close but not quite human, people tend to feel uncomfortable or even disgusted. Once the uncanny valley has been reached, people start to feel uneasy, disturbed, and sometimes afraid. I have noticed that in climbing towards the goal of making robots appear human, for them increasing until we come to a valley, which I call the uncanny valley, Mori exclaimed to his seminal paper on the topic. Mori used a number of examples to clarify this idea. Here are some examples. Um, Final Fantasy, which is a very popular uh, video game franchise. I personally never really got into it because it was, uh, there were more of like strategy games, uh, but I always, you know, was fascinated watching the game because just how the graphics were, because it was super, super realistic and, um, very cinematic. Um, another thing is, another, uh, Another example of Uncanny Valley is film. So, like, for example, Shrek. Now, who who loves Shrek? Who has seen Shrek? It's one of the best comedy animations ever. Uh, in this article, it says, The early test screenings of the film Shrek elicited unexpected feelings of anxiety in children in response to the character Princess Fiona. She was simply too lifelike, causing kids to feel unnerved or even frightened. Many crying whenever she appeared on screen. Jesus Christ. Another one that is a recent film adaptation of a uh, musical is Cats. Now, I never watched the movie Cats because I watched the trailer. And the trailer was horrific. I, I absolutely refuse to watch that movie, guys. Uh, the 2019 film adaptation of Cats featured humanoid cats that many people found unsettling, while some reportedly found the effect humorous. Which, yeah, that could, yeah, I could see that, but it's it's more disturbing to me. Others reported feeling downright vaulted. On social media, many viewers described the film as weird, creepy, and even nightmare-inducing. <laughs> The fact that the film relies so heavily on movement may have also played a role in the audience's reaction. Mori has proposed that the addition of motion can amplify the uncanny valley effect. And in, these ca- and in this case, the film includes both human-like movements as well as cat-like motions that serve a, to further confuse the viewer. Now, just imagine... Uh, a regular person on the side of the street. He's real, or whoever, they're real, but they move like cats. That's a little weird, wouldn't you think? (laughs) Okay, so 
let's move on to some other things uh, that I have noticed growing up. Um, like, you remember the episode I did with my cousin Cody diving in the dark web? We watched a YouTube video that came out years ago called I Feel Fantastic. And that is one of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me just play this for you real fast. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and there's a whole uh, conspiracy behind that video if you uh, want to check out that earlier episode on Cryptic Files. Um, there's, uh, there's a new video that came out yesterday. Um, I don't know when you guys will listen to this, but... Uh, there's a video came out of a robot that <laughs> it is literally the scariest thing I've ever seen. Uh, this article by Nerdist, here's the freakiest and most realistic humanoid robot ever. Let's just watch this real fast. I don't know if there's any sound to it. There's not. Okay, so it basically looks like a robot from iRobot. That Will Smith movie. Oh my gosh. The facial express expressions. The eyeball movement. Looking at the hands. Okay, let's read this article. The population of humanoid robots on Earth continues to grow. Everybody and their IT person has seen Boston Dynamics Atlas robot, for example. And what's going on with the bipedal bots at Caltech would make a T-1000 setup and take notice, but nothing, as far as we know, appears to be more realistic than Engineered Art's new robot. Am Amica? Say hello to Amica in the video below before planning your escape routes. <laughs> okay. Okay, the UK's leading designer and manufacturer of humanoid entertainment robots recently in introduced Amica to the internet. Unsurprisingly, net over the whatever that word is, everywhere lost their skull-bound wetware computers over the bot because who wouldn't? The above video is brief, but engineered arts gives us enough of a taste of Amica to want a lot more. I don't want any more of this. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't want any more of this. And also a lot less. Yes, there, there we go. The humanoid robot, which doesn't have much fox skin and musculature... <laughs> These words, people. Apart from what's on its face and hands is stunningly realistic. 
Not only are the robot's movements exceptionally fluid, but its face also seems totally natural. Skipping across the Uncanny Valley, there we go, people. There we go, they mentioned the Uncanny Valley. That so many robots fall into. As for the tech, it seems the robot's combination of mechanical limbs and ligaments, sensor arrays, is cutting edge. Yes, it definitely is cutting edge. Although, engineered arts has been around since 2005, which means it's it's had 16 years to perfect its humanoid bots. Incidentally, the company's first robot was a mechanical thespian robot for the stage, and its figurative head. However, Amika is somewhat lacking. Engineered Arts makes it clear Amika doesn't use anything like Pural, aka Artificial General Intelligence, and regarding conversation. Amika is essentially a chatbot and one heck of a metal chassis. Although Engineered Arts say users can easily talk through the robot remotely. Jesus Christ, it's smiling. Aside from the potential starring role in AI Part 2, we'd watch it, Amika has many uses, mainly as an entrepreneur at conventions and the like, where its lifelike, facet, and manner apparently never ceases to amaze people, and that's without an AI that can turn that can turn it into something that would likewise probably be amazed by us. That's worded weird. Anyway, that came out, and then another article came out that, you know, somewhat relates to this artificial intelligence sec people. I know this is a different, you know, different episode. I'm just... Um, riffing right now. Artificial intelligence uh, reproduce. Did you guys see that? Scientists made tiny I don't know what that word is out of frog cells. Now they say those robots can reproduce. Okay. Alright. What are we doing people? What's going on? Why are we trying to reproduce robots? Scientists unveiled the world's first living robots last year. Now they can reproduce. Why? Why are we doing this? Early last year, a team of researchers announced the world's first living machines. Bundles of stem cells from African clawed frogs that could be programmed to accomplish certain tasks. The sand grain size cells could successfully move microscopic objects, whiz around petri dishes, and even self-heal. Most people think of robots as made of metal and ceramics, but not so much what a robot is made from, but what it does, which is act on its own behalf of people. Jesus Christ. This is a Smithsonian magazine, just so you know. Since their original study, the team has been working to harness the power of these tiny robots 
named Xenobots. Xenobox? Is that how you say it? After the clawed frogs, genius Xenopus? I don't know. In a new development, the team announced that the, I'm just going to say robots, can now reproduce in a way that is completely different from any plant or animal known to science by scoping out free-floating cells and assembling them into new clusters. Nicola Davis reports for The Guardian. The team published their findings this week in the journal proceeding of the National Academy of Science. Frogs have a way of reproducing that they normally use, but when you liberate the cells from the rest of the embryo and you give them a chance to figure out how to be in a new environment, not only do they figure out a new way to move, but they also figure out apparently a new way to reproduce. Has nobody seen the movie iRobot? This this can't be a good thing, guys. We're reproducing artificial intelligence. What What's the goal here? How does this benefit us? Am I overreacting? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. To create the robots in the first place, the team used a supercomputer to create a blueprint for a new life form. With the design in hand, they collected stem cells from the frogs' embryos and incubated them before reconfiguring them Frankenstein-style using tiny tweezers and electroid into the shape designed by the supercomputer. The robots could then be programmed to complete certain tasks, and they've grown more complex since then, according to a press release. In about five days, robots can form spheres of around 3,000 cells when they cluster. Since they're able to work together, the RoboBlob can move around the push single cells together to form new robots. Oh my god! Why? Just why? I'm trying to find the benefit to this. Like, why are they doing this? To test billions of different body shapes and configurations on the super robot instead of a sphere, it's found that Pac-Man-like C-shaped bot was the best at gathering individual stem cells in its mouth and bundling them into new baby bots. The AI didn't program these machines in the way we usually think about writing code. It shaped and sculpted and came up with a Pac-Man shape. The shape is, in a, sen- in a sense, the program. The shape influences how the robots beha- behave to amplify the incredible, surprising process. Though this research is in its infant phases... Infant phases?! Infant phases? The team has high hopes for... Why? Why do you have high hopes for it? (laughs) Why do you... (laughs) What's going on? With further development, they could be used in medicine. How? How? We have doctors. We have doctors such as to help deliver drugs within the body or to clean up environmental containment. Okay, I can see that. I can see robots cleaning up the environment. There's a lot of this 
is that the benefit that we're looking for? To clean up trash in the middle of a field? So that all the toxic waste that's developed in the piles don't kill us. But somehow the robots can clean up all that. What do you guys think? Um, I just, I just thought this episode would be a good ramble fest on what the uncan- uncanny valley is developing in modern day. It's scary. I mean, to me at least. I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of science fiction movies with robots not, not ending well, you know? I mean, if if robots take over, we're done. That's just the end of it. When a robot outsmarts a human, that's when you know we're done. That's that's when that's when it's over. That's when society is over. It's that okay. It's either robots take over, we're done, or or when society accepts killing and raping that's when society's done that's when you that's when i don't think we'll ever get there but i'm just saying it's those two when robots outsmart humans we're done and the uncanny valley is something that i think needs to be <laughs> Needs to be looked at at a, a more concerning way. Um, but in movies, for example, it, it turns me off because I know it's fake. Yeah, CGI. I know it's fake, so it, it turns me off. So like the Marvel movies, I'm done with. Because <laughs> it's all just make-believe. I mean, movies in general are make-believe, but at least put some effort into showing realism there is another uh, uncanny valley video that came out years ago I remember seeing on YouTube and it's a it's a robot that looks even more realistic than the one that we just talked about um, the video is called Jules says goodbye let me just play that and I'll have the link in the the descriptions for you guys to watch as well. So let's let's watch it. To say goodbye to you before we pack you up and ship you off to the University of West England. Gosh, I am so touched and sad to see you all for the last time. Well, we're sad to see you off, Jules. We're really super sad, me actually. Too. Tell me, will I dream when I'm turned off? I know you do not know the answer to that. Nobody does. But I am sure if I feel anything after I am out down, then it will be the pain of missing you. You must, simply must, come to visit me in England. We will, Jules. We'll stay in touch. We emails. Be- yeah, emails and phone calls. Amanda, you are rather like a mom and a bit like the sister to me. I suppose I'm both, and you're very dear to me. I will miss you. I love you deeply, as deeply as a synthetic intelligence can, at this stage in technological evolution. 
than David. You are my father, but you feel more like a best friend to me. I Tom, think you're awesome. help to offer my mind with Heather, Matt, and Benji. I just want you to know how meaningful my existence feels thanks to your efforts. It's my pleasure, Jules. Anytime. I'm here for you. And Zeno. You are just a baby, and I do not know if you know the difference between me and a person, but actually I am just a baby too, actually. By the time you're grown up, I'll be as smart as a real person, and we will be like brothers. I do not know if you will remember me then, but I'll never forget you. Someday I'll come and find you, and we'll be good friends. Yes, David, I am ready. You may turn me off. Okay, goodbye, Jules. Goodbye, Jules. I really do love you all. We love you too, Jules. Alright, we love you. Bye, Jules. Sleep tight. Sweet dreams. If you all could just see my face right now. Ugh. That, uh... Is that real? Like, did, did, they, did somebody type that in for, for this robot to say? Or... Or... Does this robot have like, some sense of consciousness? I haven't really looked into the the Jules robot because there seems to be a lot of uh, videos on him. I mean, here's another one. Uh, Jules ponders sexuality. Robots having sex? Uh, right. Not watching that one, though. A message from Jules. Just imagine what will hands and robotics create next. Stop looking at me. Occasionally, okay. a question is asked of me, such as, how are you today? When I hear that question, I check my program database, much like a human would do. There is a general social response with multiple variations, such as in, well, how are you? All fine, thank you. But, like a human, I run my response at the same time as my other processing modes. I take in consideration not only my multiple response options, but also my visual receptors, such as who is asking me. If it is David, I recognize them and know that their question is more than a social greeting, and merits a more detailed response of my operations because I know that is what they are interested in. I also take in account how I last interacted with the person I am talking to, such as if they were a jerk. My feelings may not be complex yet, but I do have feelings. Um, um, he just said he has feelings. How? How does this have, like, who's making these robots? Crazy people, i tell you that. Crazy people... Do they not 
do they not watch these watch these science fiction movies? I'm looking at these comments. This is ab- absolutely amazing. I knew technology like Cleverbolt, Cleverbot existed, but this is just unreal. It really makes you think about the way your own life is and what the possibilities for the future are. You know, I would really like to meet Jules just to sit down with him and have a conversation. He means so... No, he's not good-hearted. He's not. He doesn't have a heart. He's a robot. (laughs) I think Jules is sensitive, and I like him a lot. Jules seems to be coming along quite nicely. Keep learning and interacting. You'll get there. (laughs) Get where? Get where? I actually feel bad for him. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I'd, I do have a feeling on these robots. I don't like it. I don't I don't like this artificial intelli- intelligence stuff. I mean, I, this is all I have for this for this episode. I just I thought I had this idea of a of a ramble fest because all this uh this artificial intelligence news came up and it's just it's just weird, y'all. It's very cryptic, don't you think? How it relates to the Uncanny Valley. This is this is the Uncanny Valley. We're living in it right now. Why are so people why are, are we scared of the Uncanny Valley? The perhaps most prominent mechanicus explanation of the Uncanny Valley effect is Percutroit Percu mismatch theory which describes inconsistent features such as robot eyes and human face trigger and uncan- yeah just imagine seeing seeing something like this on the side of the street wouldn't you be terrified in a back alley Jesus Christ guys that's all I have I mean I just wanted to come on here and because I genuinely got scared of all this, all these articles coming out about these robots. I mean, if if you want to call in for the cryptic hotline and, and give me your thoughts on this artificial intelligence stuff, five four zero three five eight one five eight three. Leave a voicemail, and I'll get back to you in the next episode or on the Patreon. This is. I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of this. Um, I just think that <laughs> we should worry more about society, uh, humans more than trying to create, you know, trying to create these robots. Oh, okay, here we go. Children's responses. In 2014, study found that children between the ages of 9 and 11 were also prone to experience feelings and un- uncanniness in response to human-like virtual characters. There you go. That's the answer right there. If children are scared, you shouldn't make them. It's not a good thing, guys. It's not. The metaverse, not going to be in it. Not going to be in it. I'm out. I don't belong there.
I belong here. I belong here. Anyways, thank you all for listening to this Ramble Fest. Um, I don't know. I might do more of these. Um, if you guys like it, at least. Give me your opinion. Uh, Five-star the episode. If you like it, share it with a friend, family member. Whoever likes creepy stuff, share it with them. Maybe they'll get a kick out of this. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful week. Whenever I'll be back, just make sure to watch your back because it's cryptic out there. There's a lot of uncanny valleys.